0: Jesse Craig of PWCC on buying and selling sports cards from the PWCC Marketplace. My guest on this episode of the Splendid Sports Podcast is Jesse Craig, the Director of Business Development at PWCC. As you may know, PWCC was one of the largest, if not the largest, sellers of sports cards on eBay until August 2021, when eBay decided to abruptly ban them from their platform. That whole saga has been covered a lot, and I'm honestly, personally, not that interested in it. What I am interested in, though, is finding out how PWCC now plans on competing with eBay and others to try to become the top spot to buy and sell sports cards. I asked Jesse that question, among others, and also for his responses to some of the most common criticisms that I've recently heard about PWCC. I thought it was a very eye-opening conversation, and i'll give a couple predictions after the interview but i'll just say this up front look out ebay give it a listen i'm ready yeah jesse so i know we haven't spoken before so i just want to give you a little quick background on me um sure I, i'm actually a pwcc vault member so okay. that's, i've been happy with that and um Good. i I've bought a lot i've been buying cards for a long time you know on ebay and other places. And many of the cards that I've bought over the years have been actually through PWCC on eBay. Um, and actually yesterday, believe it or not, it was the first card I ever bought off the, directly off the PWCC website on, like, <laughs> on a fixed listing. So good timing here. I, it was a great great experience. I, you know I, It was a Mickey Mantle post-serial card that I've been looking for for a while in 1962. Awesome. And I made an offer, and literally within like 10 minutes, the offer was accepted and boom easy done love it love it yep. here yeah so uh, I, I wanted to ask you a few just kind of high level questions sure. um, I know there's been you know a lot of stuff going on in the last few months uh, but I was just curious you know now that you're not consigning on eBay and only selling directly on your own platform how does it feel to you know be in full control and captain of your own ship
1: uh, it feels great. It, honestly, uh, being able to control the entire process is something that, you know, I've talked about us being a huge fan of. And, you know, when that cord was severed with eBay, um, you know, the first thing you you feel is, you know, you're fearful of, of what the future is going to bring. And, you know, this is a company that we have integrated our business with for the last you know 20 years. And so a lot of operations, accounting, uh, software, everything that we have you know, API connections was all built around eBay. And, you know, after that got severed, you know, you start thinking about it's like, oh, we had problems getting this done with eBay or this done with eBay or this done with eBay. And, you know, now we can control all of that, all these suggestions we've made to them over the years, you know, now it's all on us. So we're extremely excited to be able to control the entire process from, you know, how the software is created, tweaks to the software to buyer vetting, unpaid items, returns. I mean, you name it, we get to control the whole thing. So now it's all on us, and uh, we couldn't be happier.
0: Yeah, it, it's funny because my you know my full time job I'm self employed. I work in the uh, internet marketing and website design industry, and I have kind of always said that like the the way eBay is or has been in the um, you know sports card world, it's kind of like the Google uh, of like the world I work in, which is you know with businesses they they are so heavily reliant on Google because they have so many eyeballs, they have like 90 plus percent of the searches out there. So as a business, you know, like local businesses, like I work with, they're so really, like you said, core, the core, they're, they're so attached to Google and they're so reliant on them that, you know, if if that I've had businesses where all of a sudden they're for one reason or another, they were off Google, you know? So, and then it's, it's a, it's kind of a scary thing right away to think, you know, what do I do now? So in a way it was kind of very similar to that, I would think.
1: Sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, but you know, you, you regroup, you take a look at everything and then look, we've had our heads down for the last couple of months. Um, you know, I think it's a huge accomplishment that our dev team was able to get this software built and launched, um, within basically six weeks of our departure from eBay, you know, the fixed price marketplace you were talking about that got up in less than two weeks. So, you know, it's a lot of hard work, a lot of planning from our dev team to our marketing team, higher level, and then also operations, you know, all of our guys and you know, operations moving cards around from the cards that got ended on eBay and all these, you know, different things. So that's been a complete team effort to get where we're at today.
0: Yeah, I wanted to say that too. As someone who, who knows websites and and design and, and, and all the back end stuff very well, uh, the amount of work that I know was involved with transforming your website in a fast manner like that, that that was quite an accomplishment that you did that. It looks great and you did it in a, a fast time frame. So uh, congrats on that. And yeah, appreciate you should that. definitely give some beers to that. dev team <laughs> <they> it.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we're just going to go get them a couple of kegs and they should be good.
0: <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, so, you know, on that same note, uh, it's still, we're still in a place where, you know, changing consumer behavior is definitely not easy mm-hmm. and there's a lot of sports card buyers still that, you know, have it ingrained in them over the years that when it pops in their head, Hey, I want to look for a certain card or I want to go search cards. They go to eBay first um so you know how as as a competitor now to ebay in many ways how do you guys it's not going to happen overnight but how do you try to transform that where you guys can become that first place people want to go when they when that comes in their head or at least in addition to ebay
1: yeah the, you, you made a great comment that it's not going to happen overnight and that's just the the honest nature of it right uh, it's going to take time it's going to take effort but we do want to be the platform that to when they look to buy a trading card. Um, You know, we've heard all the frustrations from people on eBay, you know, kind of the gambit because they haven't been very innovative, uh, but they have the users. So, you know, it takes time to get those users. Now, what we do feel like what what we've done is we've captured the majority of the active buyers and sellers on eBay over the years, being the number one marketplace or the number one seller on eBay. Uh, So we feel like we have a great head start, but look, it's not going to be perfect. Um, if you're a guy out there listening to this podcast and uh, you you know you haven't been to our website and checked out the monthly auction yet because it's our first one, maybe there's gonna be some deals in there, you know, maybe that's the case, maybe not. I'm not really sure what to expect yet. I know that we're putting a ton of effort and energy into our marketing, into PR to get the word out. We're doing a massive uh, massive spend uh, from a marketing perspective. so we're we're doing everything we can. We're taking all those fees we'd save on. Uh, you know that we were spending on eBay fees. We're putting that into our marketing. This is like a 10x marketing budget for a monthly auction that we've ever had. Um, so we're we're doing everything we can in our power to bring the eyeballs and bring the traffic to this auction.
0: Yeah, and I've even personally noticed more. It seems at least on the outbound marketing that you guys are doing to draw more eyeballs. Uh, as far as you know, I've seen uh, seems like more stuff through email. I even got a you know a postcard mailer. I don't think it was for the
1: monthly. It was for the premiere auction, but mm-hmm.
0: it definitely seems like you guys are working those channels, which I think is
1: great. Yeah, and we're trying to find outside channels as well. We're to find strategic partners that have you know lists of people that might participate in the auction. So we're we're kind of running the gambit of different venues to to spend that money um, to to make this auction a success. And that's this auction being a success is is extremely important for us for our sellers. Um, and it's a a big momentum piece for, I think a shift in the landscape of what, you know, people look at as a premium venue to sell trading cards.
0: Now I've, I've been a buyer with PWCC, you know, on, on many occasions through eBay. And then, like I said, yesterday through your website, I've always had great experiences, never had any complaints, always been great. Um, I'm just curious. I've I've never sold a card through PW. Actually, I've only sold one card in my whole life. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a, I have a hard time doing that. i much buying is much more fun to me. So sure, um, but I know at some point you know I'll have to go down that road. So I do have that vault with you guys, and I have mm-hmm. a bunch of cards in there. For sellers, there's there's a lot of options now, and there seems like the list is growing where people can sell their cards. Um, I want to just give like an, a specific example as far as like a dollar amount type card. Like if I have a card that let's say right now it's selling for 7,500 bucks. So it's not a premier auction type card, but it's also not a cheap card that, you know, is is in a lot of people's ballpark. Um, What what would you say, like, if you were to give your best sales pitch on if I if I'm choosing between PWCC, an eBay consigner um, or like an auction house like Golden or Heritage?
1: Sure. Well, our fee on a 7,500 card, for example, on our monthly auction is 8%. Um, you know, if someone pays the credit, card, includes all the credit card fees, all that stuff. So, you know, I think or seller confidence is the biggest thing. Look, we've done it for years. We've been the venue to sell trading cards. Yes, we're on our own platform now. But look at the history of what we've done, right? The premier auction that we did, we launched was a little bit different and unique. And now I believe it's the premier venue to sell high end assets in our market. And I think the same thing's going to happen with this monthly auction. It might not be perfect out the gate, like as you you know, from a software perspective, it never, it never is. Um, but, you know, we're putting every ounce of energy that we have in here to make it a success. And historically, we've gotten more money than anybody else for trading cards. So I would look at that and what you're going to net as a consumer. And I would put all the confidence in the world that I had in PWCC performing for me.
0: Yeah. I mean, at 8% for that in that specific example, and it changes obviously based on the value, it, it would mm-hmm. even go down further, right? If it goes down to like 7%, if it's- even Yeah. Over 10K, it's 7%.
1: Value. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at that compared to an eBay where
1: it's at least 12, 12 something percent, right? Sure. Uh, I, yeah. I would think. And then, yeah. So eBay, I think their threshold is right around that number, right? It's like twelve and a half percent or 12.25 or something around like up to 7,500 bucks. And then if you're selling on your own, Right. you got to worry about communication, shipping, returns, all that stuff, unpaid. And with us, now that we control the whole process, once again, it's not going to be perfect out the gate, but it's going to get better and better and better because we're, we're vetting all these clients. So if someone acts improperly, now we can really ban them. Before on eBay, we can only ban. 5,000 people at a time, 5,000 IDs at a time is all we could do. So we literally had to release old people to block new people. And it was an eBay old software code that they had, and it was, it was crazy. So we have this Excel spreadsheet of over 20,000 eBay IDs that we blocked over our history, but we had to keep rotating and rotating on eBay to have them automatically block to participate, but that's not a problem for us anymore now. So we can use that list as reference. Um, you know, and then obviously if someone. Acts improperly, or um, does uh, does something that you know is against our marketplace tenants, then we can block them moving forward. We have full access to IP addresses, all that stuff. So there's a lot of a lot more flexibility for us to actually control the process, which we just didn't have before.
0: Yeah, and I can. I mean, again, I'm 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 always independent. I have no bias as for. I just look for the best solutions. And I I sold a card. Uh, the one card I did sell was through Heritage Auctions earlier in the year um, when I was first kind of getting back into it and. You know, I, I wanted to give them a shot and, I, you know, I was happy it, it, it sold for a good price and everything. But one of the things I, I talked about after that was a drawback, which is being able to time things where I, mm-hmm. I like when I when I decided to sell with Heritage, it was like late February, something like that. And then honestly, be, be, like from then it took like three months before the card actually sold with shipping. And then I had to wait sure. for the next auction. And then there was a, the same card was in that auction. You know, Mm -hmm. so I had to we had to wait on that. So there's a whole time period where I really probably lost out on a decent amount of money because of that timing factor where if I had had that card in the PWCC vault, I click, you know, list it now or set it up for auction. I could have had that card up and listed like the same day, you know, in many cases. So, yeah, I I find that's a huge advantage.
1: It is. And really what it comes down to is us having, you know, what we call a liquidity option for and any price point and at any time so you can put it up fixed price you can send it to the monthly auction if it qualifies you can send it to premier um, so there's a lot of different ways that you can sell items through us when they're in the vault digitally archived and ready to go at the click of a button
0: perfect um, I, a couple questions I've you know through social media and this is you know a lot of this stuff was in like the last couple of months when all the ebay stuff came out and obviously mm-hmm. people always look for something to pile on and something negative that they can you know chatter about on social media but i did notice not even on social media but uh even just people that i talked to the, uh, one of the believe it or not a misconception that uh, you can correct me if i'm wrong but i think i'm correct here which is there was a there was like a knock on pwcc where you're, the cards on PWCC are listed way too high, you know, because like this was back when you're on eBay. Right. <laughs> right. And and I'd always I'd, in my head, I'm like, because I'm a user, I know how PWCC works. Mm-hmm. I would I would say like, well, in my head, I'm like, what are they talking about? Because it's the user. It's not PWCC setting these prices, just like on eBay. When a user uploads a card and they put it for sale, they determine the price. Whereas PWCC is the same way. You guys aren't setting prices. It's the user who sets here. Here's what I want to list my card as. And it's like, you guys were getting the the kickback on that over time. And I, I never understood that. I think it's just people that don't know how it works.
1: Yeah, it, it really is. It's just the the user controls their inventory. Uh, I mean, that's really what it comes down to. If we if we controlled all the assets in our vault, we would need a hundred more employees. <laughs> you know, it's like, because right? we have almost 400,000 trading cards in our vault. And so for us to set... To to communicate with a client and ask what they want their high price to be, what they want their auto decline to be, and for us to actually monitor that, um, it just it's too much work just to be straight with you. There's just the dollars aren't worth the cents. It doesn't make any sense for us to do that. So, um, like eBay, you know, we allow the user to manage their inventory to set a price. Now, it is our marketplace, and we have the right to pull a price down or pull a card down that's egregiously priced. Um, because it can make our marketplace look bad. Now, depending on how busy we are, we might not always <laughs> we might not always get in there and actually take action on that. But um, you know, we've had cards that were priced egregious, and we've reached out to those sellers and asked them to adjust their price, uh, and and they've obliged. So you know, it it can happen where we tell someone to lower the price of something, um, but we have protections in place. We have alerts in there that says, hey, you you know, I think it's if you list a card over what we have the market value in the vault of. Uh, it, if it's over two hundred percent of the market value in the vault, it flags it and it says, "Hey, you know, just so you know, you're listing this for you know a big number." And so, like, we have things like that as much as we can to try to prevent uh, items getting listed at extremely high numbers. But there's only so much we can do to manage. I mean, there's sixty, I think sixty three thousand cards right now listed on the on the fixed price marketplace.
0: And I can attest to that one hundred percent because I I personally recently I listed a card. And it was it was like not an intention for me to even sell maybe right now. It's an NBA card where, you know, I was kind of saying, well, here's what I hope it, this card might go up to, you know, in the near future as the season starts and so forth. Just kind of test it out. So I listed it and I did, I got that message saying, <laughs> you, you know, do you realize that this is in whatever words it was, it was like, you're listing sure. it over 200, you know, 200% or a hundred something percent over. Uh, are you doing this intentionally? And, you know, so I will even say that, that you guys do have, uh, that's not something that eBay has even.
1: Right. And, and look, I understand the logic for people to list, you know, if a card's worth a thousand bucks to list it, at maybe three grand or something like that in our market, things move quickly. And I think that's part of the fear um, that people have is that something will change, a card will go up in value, and then they'll they'll miss out on the upside. And, and so leaving that buffer, if you're not a guy that checks it every day, right? It protects a little bit more. But look, we know what real market value, generally, unless it's a rare card that doesn't have a lot of comps, you generally know what, what actual market value is. So just, I would say, ignore the high prices and just you know make offers accordingly, right? Um, that's, that's the easiest way. Like, yes, can it be an annoyance? Sure. Are people that are asking 5X what a card's worth actually wanting 5X? Well, sometimes yes. <laughs> like I have, I've had, I've had clients that, that will be that egregious. Um, but sometimes they just have a big number in there to allow that buffer for timing and for not paying too much attention to protect themselves. So it's, I think it goes both ways.
0: Yeah. And I, I see way less of like, there was a more of like that in earlier in the year, January, February, where it seemed like you know, people would list these hot, real high prices because honestly, people who are not that educated of sports card buyers were just clicking the buy it now button and, and taking that price, even though it might be like two two times what the last person sure, paid or whatever. Sure. But th- I don't see that. Ha- I think people now who are in in sports cards, they are definitely, they have more data, uh, you know, so I totally. don't think that's as much of a, a risk as it used to be. Totally agree. And then one other part too is, um, I saw a lot of, a lot of stuff when all the news came out with eBay and everything, there was a lot of people, you know, saying things like get, get your cards out of the PWCC vault. Uh, You know, don't put your cards in there, take them out. And, you know, I thought that was crazy, but you know, so one of the things I'd love for you to maybe talk a little about is what type of assurances are there? I know there's, there's insurance on the cards and everything, Mm -hmm. but like sky is falling type thing. If, If PWCC goes bankrupt and and the worst happens or the economy collapses, sports card market goes down. uh, How confident can people be that the cards they have in your vault will always be theirs and no matter what happens, it's going to come back to them.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, just, it's pretty, really pretty cut and dry from a legal perspective, we have zero rights to any of the assets that are in the vault. So, I mean, that, that kind of answers the question right there. Holistically, Uh, we, we just don't have any legal right to any of those assets that are in our vault It is just storage so if anything were to ever happen amongst all the things you've mentioned those assets would need to be returned to the owner and that's it simple as that simple as that yep
0: yeah and i just well, I, i that's what i kind of knew and figured but you'd, you'd be surprised at the people who don't know these things
1: <laughs> well it, look and and look it's like the conspiracy theories and the rumor bills i mean we know our market is rich with a lot of that um you know because people and i get it like people are unbelievably passionate about trading cards right and it's it's their hobby that they love and they're so emotionally connected to. I mean, I love sports cards. I, I mean, I'm, I'm addicted to them. It's, job. it's my life. I'm very blessed to be in the position I'm in. Um, and I don't even really collect. You know, I, I, It's kind of a conflict of interest for me. So uh, it, it's, it's something that I understand why they do it. But like, just, just make sure you get your facts right before you go off on, on you know, worrying and off on tangents on something that you might not understand correctly.
0: Yeah, and and like I said, I'm always independent. I, I'm not biased. I I use who I think is you know the real deal, and and I've always had great experiences. And when I saw some negativity with PWCC, I definitely I was hoping I could speak to someone because uh, you know I wanted to definitely get get things on the record. And you've done sure. a lot of interviews, which I've listened to. You've done an awesome job talking, and I just wanted to see if I could you know do my part with that. And um, I do shorter episodes, so like we can. We can, uh, you know, part ways here unless you have anything else that you'd want to promote or I know there's an auction ending soon, uh, but I, the hope is that we can do this again and, you know, uh, you know, keep, keep updated on what's going on.
1: Totally, yeah, my door's always open. Um, I mean, to, to wrap it up, I would just say, you know, our, if you're tired of eBay and you want something different and you want to change, um, even if you use eBay, go check out our monthly auction. You know, we have over 41,000 cards that are live right now. They start closing on the 24th but um, you know it's an extended bidding process for these these cards so we now have an extended bidding process for cheaper stuff as well so get in there learn how it works it's going to be different it's going to take a little bit of time to understand um, how the closing is going to work and operate for you to navigate whether you're looking at one card or 100 cards uh, so i would just i would say go to pwccmarketplace.com um, if you're not registered get registered and Another step that we take now is we do email plus phone verification for you to, to be able to bid in the auction. Uh, so get in there, get registered, check it out, and then contact us if you have any questions. It's very simple.
0: And, and that you reminded me of one more thing I wanted to say, which was I hope people know that you know there is another you know perception out there that PWCC only sells the big cards, kind of like you know the auction houses, but. Mm-hmm on your website, go to the, go to the website. You guys get cards of all price ranges.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, what, what a lot of people don't realize is so, uh, July, the last full auction that we ran on eBay, we sold about 35,000 cards and our average card price was $400. So that gives you some idea. Like we sell a ton of quantity. We sell $20 cards, $100 cards, $200 cards all day. Um, a little bit of everything. So I'd say get on there. You might find, I mean, look, we've said there's some people that think there might be some deals cause it's, it's a new auction site, um, you know, quote unquote, a uh, new platform. So I'd say, get on there, uh, throw some bids in and, and see how it goes. And then also we would love to have feedback. We're able to make tweaks because this is our own platform. You know, if there's, if someone comes with a suggestion that we think is relevant and is going to make our auction platform better, we will implement it. We've literally, these cards have been live for about seven days at, at the most, um, and we've already made some changes to the website based on some feedback we got from some users that we thought would help the, help the auction. So we we, we move quickly.
0: Awesome. All right, Jesse. Well, thank you very much. And uh, like I said, I hope to talk to you again in the near future.
1: All right. Yeah. Appreciate having me on. Thanks. All right. Bye now. All right.
0: So I have a few predictions based on that conversation with Jesse. Number one in the near future, let's say within two years, I think PWCC will unseat eBay as the number one place to buy and sell not only high-end sports cards, but the mid-range as well. eBay will still do pretty well, but I just think a company that is laser-focused on sports cards like PWCC seems to me has a big advantage over a titanic-sized company like eBay that really can't move as fast to keep up with a fast-changing landscape of sports cards. And number two, within the next, let's say, five to seven years, I think eBay will not, not be the number one platform to even buy and sell lower price cards. PWCC will be in that conversation, but I even think a company like a Fanatics could unseat eBay in that area. And who knows who else would enter the arena over that period of time. One thing is certain though, I will tell you this, there will be more competition for eBay in the next five to seven years, no doubt. And number three, because of that increased competition. I think a good thing will actually happen for sellers of sports cards. I think the days of paying 12% fees or more to sell your cards are soon coming to an end. I predict that platforms like eBay and others will lower their fees within the next couple years as the competition stiffens. And as a result, the seller will get to keep more of the money, which I think is a great thing. So the question is to you listening do you agree? thanks again to Jesse Craig of PWCC for taking the time to join me on this episode. I really appreciate it. And go check out pwccmarketplace.com. And thanks for listening.